0: at MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's Mike cro forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike Crock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike Crock. I'm in the house today with a lady that I met through, you know, I don't even know how exactly how we met, but anyway, she's friends <laughs> with a friend of mine, Jeff Hoffman, and we uh, got to see each other at Greg Reed's event, Prosperity Camp. She's phenomenal. She's been in real estate before. She's she's an awesome salesperson, but now she's onto a bigger mission, which we're going to hear about today. My guest today is Marissa Padilla. She helps teach people empowerment by overcoming adversity, utilizing life's hardships as a takeaway tool to grow and build a successful life. And she loves the saying, your mess is your message. We're going to hear some of her mess and her message today. Marissa, welcome to the show.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. And it's such an honor to be here today. You are awesome. Yes, I'm so glad that our community of people brought us together and we're able to connect because you are one person I definitely am inspired by. So all that you do. So thank you so much for having me on today. I am, well, for me, when you ask like, what are you made of? Well, I- but
0: I didn't ask. Oh. I, didn't yet. I didn't ask yet. So you got to wait. <laughs> now, your sign. Hey, hey, hey! that's what's there for it, there in case you forget. But I didn't ask you yet. So wait a minute. Hold on. So she's ready to go, guys. She's ready I'm to go.
1: Ready.
0: She probably had a monster energy drink before the show. That's probably like what she's done. And look, there it is right there. See? So you got to slow down on those. I know.
1: But, uh, so,
0: so let's start to show the proper way. You ready? Okay. Yeah. So what are you made of?
1: I'd like to say I'm made of passion and compassion. So I definitely am very passionate about the things that I believe in and I'm very compassionate for those, for people. And I feel that, you know, having both those things to be my driver in life has really brought me to where I am today. And so
0: that is awesome. But, uh, awesome. Yeah. So, let me ask you this then, so when we talked in uh, Carlsbad, we were out there with Craig Reed's Prosperity camp. We're in a mastermind with him as well shout out to yeah. Shout out to my man Greg. Yes. Um, you told me about selling and you got into real estate, and I want to start there because I want to know like because you were successful at it, what made you successful selling real estate like in sales like what was your what was your magic do you think that you had or your i guess your formula?
1: you know honestly it is the ability to listen to people and what their needs are. So some people come would come and want to see houses that they had this idea of what maybe their spouse wanted or they just had an idea of something, but the more that they would share with you, you could really understand where the type of home that would really fit their needs. Not every, So you're never going to find a home that's going to 100% fit all their needs. But if you can find something that you've got most of the boxes checked, and that was something that was very important to me is just making sure that I could help them at least check off most of the boxes and then help create the picture of what they could do with the areas that maybe they didn't really care for too much, but, you know, kind of help paint that picture because it's hard for some people to have the vision in certain rooms or in certain floor plans. But if you really listen to people and what they want, you and you are creative, you can Kind of paint that picture for them and then it provides that solution. So you're solving that problem.
0: Yeah. So then when you would go through, like, like what was the best month you had as far as units? Do you
1: remember? I remember. I clo- well, I closed 20 homes in one month. So, so that okay. was. So
0: 20 homes. Okay. So that's a lot. Most real estate agents don't do that many. And many builder salespeople don't do that many, <laughs> uh, not even close. So when you would go through a phase where you had leads coming in, not lack of leads, but leads were coming in, but you weren't closing as many and you are kind of in like a slump or something, what was your go-to thing to get out of it? Like, Did oh, you have an assessment? Did you have an internal thing, a dialogue with yourself? Like, What was yes. your go-to thing?
1: My go-to thing was just to revert back to my follow-up. So if I was slacking or there were certain things that just maybe weren't coming like other months, I would go through my follow-up and make sure that I was continuously keeping that relationship. And maybe I dropped the ball because sometimes you get very busy and it's not that I don't really like the word busy, you just, I like saying you have more responsibilities sometimes in certain areas. So you can drop the ball. I mean, we're human. And I, if I felt like I was lacking in a certain area, I always went through my follow-up. My follow-up is key. The people, people would say, oh, you know, you're successful because of this or because of this. And truly the reason for any type of success is communication. And if you're communicating on a consistent level and making sure that you are not leaving any gray, then you can get back up and things will start moving again. So if I was ever slacking or lacking, I should say in a certain area, I would just go back to my follow-up and make sure that I was hitting each customer and and then actually you know, doing more outreach if I needed to.
0: Yeah. Contacts, 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 mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, what what kind of things would people say that you're successful because
1: they would say uh, you mean as far as clients like why no clients,
0: like like you said people would oh, say I was successful because of this oh, and this
1: yeah so I had so I worked for builders so I would I worked for Lennar Homes I worked uh, for Meritage Homes so two big builders here in Colorado and sometimes outside agents would say I was successful because people would just come to me because I sat in a model home. But what they didn't realize is that people come to you, no matter what, like there are multiple builders. There are multiple, you know, it's a competitive industry. Mm-hmm. So really uh, it wasn't, yeah, you did have the traffic coming through, but they thought that that was what some people would say. That's why I was successful. What they didn't know is that I, after every single customer left, I sent an email. I remembered everything we talked about. I thanked them. I wanted to make sure that they understood that I heard them. And I was so grateful that they came in to sit with me and spend that time with me because time is precious and we don't get that back. So I always wanted to make sure that they knew how valuable they were to me. And so when others would say, oh, well, they just come to you or, oh, you're just uh, so nice or whatever. People will always have a reason. Excuses, yeah. yeah. They'll find ways. If you're successful, you're going to hear the reasons w- from other people. But I was always told, small minded people, and it's not a dog on people, but people just who think small, they can't see that if you're actually caring about someone and you're seeing the bigger picture for that person, naturally, they're going to come back to you naturally, they're going to come to you because they know you heard them. And so that was a lot I would hear, you know, that maybe I was, you know, some people might have thought I was attractive, or some people thought I was just you know, so bubbly, too nice, or, you know, I just had it easy because I sat in a model home. So you, I kind of gotcha. heard yeah. a bit of it
0: all. All right. So thank you for that. So let's dive back into the ingredients that have gone into making Marissa who she is today. So wh- you can start wherever you want. If you want to go back to when you were crawling um, or anytime in between from then till now, like what are some catalytic moments or things that you went through in your life that made you who you are today? Like what comes to mind?
1: Well, so when I was a little girl, I so I have uh dark hair and light eyes and when I was little, a lot of the time I would get compliments that about my eyes. And when you're little, you don't really know why anybody's saying anything about that, but I remember just I was bullied. So I remember thinking, you know, I was just having a conversation with God at a very young age. I've always loved God and just saying, you know, God, if they could just see you in my eyes. And that was It's just something that always stuck with me because I always wanted people to see kindness and compassion. And just knowing that at a little age, now that I'm older, I can look back and be like, wow, that was pretty, you know, I just kind of always had that drive to show love and kindness and compassion. So moving ahead, you know, little did I know that asking that type of question, like let them see you through me. I was going to face a lot of adversity (laughs) going forward, but you know, to empathize and really reach the masses. How do you do that if you haven't gone through things yourself that is very similar to others? So that was, you know, one thing that I had always remembered and just kind of like, yep, I've always wanted to help people and letting them know that there are genuine, true, compassionate people out there. And so going forward, I was kind of a stinker and I, (laughs) I just, I liked, I love people. So I love to build relationships and So, you know, I would ditch uh, my English class a lot to go help uh, the mentally challenged kids because I just loved how they were just so kind and the way they looked at life and they just were free. They didn't have the stresses of trying to look good and fit in and have be the popular group and all of that. And even though I had a lot of friends, it was so nice to be in an element where you could see that there's so much more in life than just being the cool kid and having all the neat things. So I, it's kind of funny. I have friends that are like, Marissa, don't kid yourself. You ditched that class. You didn't ditch. You were supposed to be in that class, (laughs) but but I really just loved um, serving and being a part of them because I felt like I was doing something for them, but truly they did something for me that stuck with me for here I am today. And I work with them. So, you know, I just, there's, A lot to be said about surrounding yourself with other walks of life, especially when life gets hard. If you, it's really, it's really hard to get out of your own way. And what I've found that's really worked for me is I have gone and helped others. So I volunteer at a senior living center, I volunteer at, you know, mentally challenged centers, I volunteer at people that can't, you know, they've lost limbs, they can't work a certain way. And I, love that because it reminds me that my problems, yes, we all have problems, but when you're out actually helping someone else, your problems become less and you actually find yourself fulfilled and you're, you're finding more value in life. And so I do a lot of charity work uh, for that reason, really in particular, it it broadens your mind and expands your heart and it just makes you want to do more. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, going through hurdles in life, I have found that when I can get out of my own way and go serve someone else or go help someone else, I'm actually able to get out of that mindset of my own and keep pushing through. And so
0: now, so, okay. So that's great because I I love how that's guided you into helping today and what you're doing now, which we'll talk about in a second. What are some setbacks or adversities you faced growing up or as an adult that you really had to feel like? Man, like, like you know how when you're close to an adversity and it feels like there's no hope and there's no light at the end of the tunnel, if any, and and you just you just don't feel like there's there's a way out. And then all of a sudden, if you just keep pushing, all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I can't even believe I got out of that, or I I can't even believe that I thought things were so dark there. You, you yeah. ever had a moment like that?
1: Yeah, I have. So you know, actually, one not too long ago, you know, when you I in real estate, I was very, you know, I did very well. And, but I knew that the way the market was changing for builders and the, and the selling part on my end was shifting. I knew that I needed to expand and go further and help people on a deeper level. However, what I didn't realize is that, you know, you can find yourself in a pivotal moment where you're really like, I really didn't I knew what I wanted to do, but now I walked away from something that was paying me very well. And I'm now in this area of, did I make the right decision? And there were so many things just coming at me all at once. Like, I mean, just financial stuff. We'll just start with that. There's a lot of financial things when you make a jump into something else and it's, you learn as you go. So I, Didn't really do a lot of research in areas that I should have. And then I made this jump and there were things that were coming at me that I was like, okay, I can get through this. But then there were mornings I would wake up and be like, am I really going to get through this? Because I literally, I don't know. I can't see, I know my why, but I can't see the how. I don't know what's, you know, lots of things are coming at me that aren't so positive and great. And what am I going to do? And I was feeling pretty low because I believe in what I'm doing at this very moment and I believe that then but I I just didn't know if I made the right decision and it left me in a really really hard spot. And so, you know, it kind of tagged along with I went through a divorce and you know, I was with him for 15 years and it was almost very similar because even though the marriage wasn't working, I'm a fighter and I believe in family so I wanted to stick that out. I'm a one guy, girl. So I I really wanted to just make my family work. And when you make that decision to leave, it's the same type of thing. I've, you know, been there before where I was like, did I, is this right? And even though I knew it was right, I didn't know how I was going to get through the next few days or, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, you've got this knot in your stomach and you just really don't know how to get out of that pit. And so what really got me through and it may sound cliche, but it's, it's really true was uh, God, because I, I remember this most recent time I was, I just was laying in bed in the morning and I was like, I just didn't want to get out of bed. I was really depressed and not sure I did the right thing. And I just was questioning everything about myself. And I remember hearing this voice, like you got to get up. Like no one is going to make Marissa's day, but Marissa, no one's going to, pave the road for Marissa, but Marissa. And if you don't get up and start believing in your, in yourself truly and be strong, as hard as it is, then how are you going to be a voice for anyone else? How are you going to set an example for your children? What are you doing? Like you have to get up. You're no more feeling sorry for yourself. No more having those nights with, you know, I'd like to, you know, you, you just had nights where you would want to have a few drinks or something. Cause you're so stressed. No more of that. Like you, you've got things you've got to do. You've got a big calling and you better get your butt in gear. And so it was a real, it was that one time this last time it was a, l- a while ago, but when I, it was just that morning, that was the voice that came to me. I got up and I just got after it. And I was like, you know what, no one's going to do anything for me, but me. And that's where I think people get a little, you know, no one can provide the life you truly want for you, but you, yeah, there are people that can help you along the way, or maybe you run in and, you know, but truly the things that you really want, I always, my dad always told me, sweetheart, you make your own way, you work hard, you make your own way, you make your own money because then you get to make your own decisions. You don't have to count or depend on anyone else. And that was really important to me because I didn't want to settle for something just because I was going to have something else. I, I've always wanted to, if I want that, I'm going to get that. And I'll have to just maybe work extra, extra hard for that. And that's okay because I have the choice. I have the decision. I'm not, you know, I'm, my daughter's 13 and I tell her, you know, don't depend on a man to take care of you. You are an amazing woman and you can be an amazing teammate. And I think there's something to be said about being a teammate because men have something to offer that women just can't. And I love that about men, you know, and women, they come in and they have something that they can offer that a man just can't, but it's what makes a great team. And so I've just always been, you know, passionate about being a teammate and providing your own way. And so having that conversation with myself, like, what are you doing? you got to get up and you got to get moving so that was kind of my thing
0: i wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book rocket fuel is available for sale now at mike forward slash book that's mike com forward slash book go get a copy and share it with your friends and family it will change lives guys i would not let you down now back to the show well, I love that. And I want to, a couple of things I want to do as we wind down here. One thing, and I, you know, I grew up in a broken home. My parents, I don't remember them ever together. My mom was married three times, dad twice. Oh. I've seen it all, right? I've seen yeah. people, I see current people right now going through marital problems and this and that. And what yeah. I found a lot of times there was like finger pointing and then conflict and this and that. What I always like to talk to guests about to bring up anything like that, we don't have to get into a lot of detail, okay? Cause I don't want to not sure. that. But like, have you ever taken the opportunity to say what could I have done differently, like mm-hmm. taking like the hundred percent responsibility route beyond what the other person did or said or any of that stuff or could have did or didn't do any of that? Like, have you explored that for yourself and said, you know what? Let me see, like, what could I have done differently in the situation that would have changed everything?
1: Yes. Absolutely. And by the way,
0: by the I- way, Marissa. By the way, even if somebody on the outside was watching and then saw the whole thing and said, "There's nothing you could like," like it was all the other person, whatever it is, it's always right. you know like. You're, you don't have control when you take that route, right? So that's why I'm asking right. this question.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. So I'm a huge believer in accountability and the choices we make and what we could, I like, I love that question because I know what I could have done differently looking back. And there are things that I could have saved us both from in certain areas to have built this family and kept moving forward. The thing that I feel is really important is don't it's very important not to have the blame game. It's, that's lame. You need to be able to look at yourself and say, Hey, we, we each there at one point was a time where we loved each other. And, you know, for whatever reason, it. we know the reasons it didn't work. And sometimes I think too, when you start off very young, I was 19, you know, he was 18. We just, you know, and you grow and you either, I believe in that, that you grow together or you grow apart. And if you do happen to grow apart, I feel like it's really important to look back and see what you could have done differently because then that opens the door for communication and not an a tactful way, but in a way that you both can be rational and move forward and you're not pointing the finger at one another because it really you need to be able to be rational and understand that it takes two in every relationship, whatever that is. So, you know, I, I'm very passionate about what you said, you know, you just looking back and seeing what you could have done differently. And for me, I saw signs before I got married, but I believed in love so much and I was so young and I was, you know, love's everything. <laughs> and, you know, love's just, you gotta work, you gotta work at things too. It just can't be love, you know? So, but you, you find those things out as you get older. And, you know, so I, I, I just, I think that you definitely need to look back and see where you, you kind of could have helped that relationship too, whether it was to leave maybe long ago and part ways as friends and just say, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. We'll just, we're young. We both want different things, but let's, you know, keep the lines of communication open and wish you the best. I mean, truly that would be wonderful if most people could do that because then it saves also the kids from heartache and pain too. And they go through a lot when there's a divorce. So having accountability
0: and making sure and this isn't about regret this is about learning for the future being able to help others that you run into with the same issues and guide them but then for you right learn for the future so that you can have a better life as you go forward and and not make the same thing so all right moving on as we uh, wind down here what are you doing now like what are you into now what's the vision for the future and what has been happening recently since you made that decision like get your ass up
1: Wow. Okay. So moving on, I am well right now, you know, I do coaching. I'm motivational speaker. I'm actually flying out to Ireland. I just found out to do my first international speaking event on a stage. I'm very excited about that and just sharing, bearing all my scars and hopes to give, I wear them proudly. I just do that because it's what's made me who I am today. And I just hope to give life and hope and inspiration to others. Since then, I have been asked to be a judge on a new hit reality TV show airing here in Colorado. It's a real estate game show. So I will be one of the three judges on that. And then I've also partnered up with producer out in San Diego to launch a show out there. And we're doing a show out in California where we interview celebrities and A-list individuals who are impacting people all over the world. I've been invited to speak or co-host.
0: And so you're doing the show, A-listers, what they like, the impactors, the impact people. Who's that with, by the way? Who, who are you doing that show with? I'm
1: doing the show with Mark Giroux. So if you know Mark from Greg Reed's house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he has asked me to co-host with him. So there's a one event that Greg's going to be a keynote speaker at. And then just other people that he knows along the way have actually also been invited to be in touch with the promotional teams for Steve Harvey and Denzel Washington to connect with them about their, their mess and their message and how they've gotten to where they are. So there's a lot of big things happening right now since then, since the time that I was like, get up, get moving. And it's just really awesome to connect with certain people. And yeah it's great to connect with household names because they've obviously made a name for themselves where most people know who they are. but it's also so beautiful to connect with all these people that are just drawn to the same types of things and giving and serving and there's so many beautiful people in the world and so many amazing individuals that you get to connect with that a lot of people don't know about, but they're doing big things. so I just think that um you know, just having that opportunity to connect with so many different individuals is, it's just been incredible. That's
0: awesome, man. And it it goes to show people that if you just make a decision, I talk about this all the time, decision shapes your life. Decision shapes your life. It could be a decision that you're not good at anything. You're not going to make it, you know, decision to be fearful, decision to, you know, think the worst, or it's decision to like, what if this happens? Decision to take action, decision to go get it. It's all shapes your future, and so you did that. Get your ass up! You got your ass up, and great things are happening. Marissa, I'm glad I could have you on the show today. Thank you so much for Thank popping you. on and spending the time with us. And uh, you have oh, any final any any way people can get engaged with you, uh, social media, wherever. Where can they find you?
1: Yes. So uh social media, and then marissapadia.me at gmail or dot .me period is um, my email and my website, so you can find me easy.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for being here, guys. You've been listening to the What Are You Made Up podcast with your boy, the Unstoppable Mike Rock, And it seems like Marissa is unstoppable too, based on some of the things that she shared with you today and other things that she I've heard that she's gotten through in the past. So she is an unstoppable force. She continues to be, and just watch out for her and go check her out on social media. Keep coming back, guys. If you have any ratings, please hit it up, man. Let us know what you think. We want feedback. We want to continue to bring you great guests. And uh, also, if you'd like to watch these, you can go to YouTube, my YouTube channel, Mike C-Rock, Sirocco on YouTube, check it out and also do the same there. We just want you to keep coming back until next time. Be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikesirock.com, themikesirock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential.